Ladies and gentlemen, is there anybody out there? Anybody? Anybody? For this is a Fred the Alien Productions podcast. I don't know what we're yelling about! We came, we saw, we kicked its ass! Oh, oh, gosh. Are you telling me you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Conversation anyway. Yes, hello and good evening. I'm a Philip Hunting and I'm by myself. Yes, I'm by myself this week. It is very lonely in this dungeon. Everyone else is busy, sick, or on holidays. Yes, hello, Kendall. I've not forgotten about you. Um, hope you're enjoying yourself over in the big US of A. So, yes, I'm by myself. Everyone else has forgotten and left me. So I am going to get on as best I can. First and foremost, what have I been up to? Well, I've been up to a bit of stuff, obviously, with Fred. Been doing a bit of work on incompetent gamers. Um, just trying to improve the quality of stuff and try new different things. Um, you might not be able to see it from you know a viewer's perspective, but behind the scenes, I've been doing a lot of work with that. Also been trying to get back into my writing, so I haven't been doing a lot of writing over the past year. Uh, or at least not as much as I'd like to have done. It's something that has sort of a bit of... I don't like the term writer's block. Um, I know Wayne's not a fan of writer's block as a term, but I'd say it's akin to that. Um, however, been getting back into it recently, and it's been going really well for me. But, you know, I've seen a couple of movies, I've... Played a few games, which has been really cool. Um, but other than that, not a lot. Not a lot's been happening, per se. So, with that in mind, we are going to cut straight to... Mr. Black. With the news. This is the news in nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom. The hostess with most S. Mr. Black. Take it away. Mr. Black. Hello, filling in for the Kendall Richardson, I'm Mr. Black. With today's nerdy news. Beginning with some sad news, and Coco, the gorilla who famously mastered sign language, has died in her sleep at the age of 46. Best known for making the world aware and appreciative of Gorilla's emotional capacity and cognitive abilities, appearing on the cover of National Geographic in 1985 and having her paintings exhibited, Gorilla conversationists owe much gratitude to Coco. On to television news, and 13 new episodes of the sitcom One Day at a Time are being produced for CBS after Netflix announced the cancellation in March. We spent several weeks trying to find a way to make another season work, the streaming service's tweeted statement said, but in the end, simply not enough people watched to justify another season. The fourth season of One Day at a Time is expected to air in 2020 and will mark the first time a Netflix series has gone on to air on cable television. On to movie news, and Hayao Miyazaki's 2001 classic Spirited Away has topped the Chinese box office over its opening three-day weekend. It grossed more than double Disney Pixar's box office return for Toy Story 4. The works of Miyazaki are held in high regard by Chinese audiences who have watched pirated versions of his films at the time of their release, but have never had a chance to see them in cinemas. 
Produced by Studio Ghibli, Spirited Away originally grossed $230 million in Japan in 2001, with a further $10 million at the North American box office the following year. The film didn't receive a theatrical release in China due to political tensions between the Chinese and Japanese governments. Melissa McCarthy is reportedly in early talks to play Sea Witch Ursula in the live-action adaptation of The Little Mermaid. Rob Marshall, who helmed Disney's Mary Poppins Returns, will direct the remake of the classic 1989 animated box office hit. Henry Cavill has been cast to play Sherlock Holmes in the film Enola Holmes. Based on the Nancy Springer book series The Enola Holmes Mysteries, Millie Bobby Brown of Stranger Things fame will star as the famous detective's titular younger sister. Mark Wahlberg is in negotiations to take over Chris Evans' role in the action thriller Infinite. Mr. Evans signed on to the project in February, but has been unable to continue with it due to scheduling conflicts. Paul Rudd will play a teacher in Sony's latest installment of Ghostbusters. Evidently, Mr. Rudd, who has appeared in four Marvel Cinematic Universe films, now wants to be associated with a franchise that people actually care about. This noting news bulletin has been filed in accordance with the stipulations of the Kendall Concession of November 2018. I'm Mr. Black, reporting for a podcast called Fred. I have a funny feeling Kendall's not going to be particularly chuffed with uh, Mr. Black um, when she gets home, but uh, I'm sure they'll have some words uh, together. Sad news to hear about Coco. I actually followed Coco on uh, YouTube for a while there, and um, yeah, I was fascinated to sort of see what, what was being done and what we were learning and all that beautiful stuff, so it's sad to hear of her passing. Um yeah, that, that's, a, that's a crying shame. Um, I've heard a bit about this Melissa McCarthy. This Melissa McCarthy. Eek, eek. I've heard a bit about Melissa McCarthy taking the role. And I'm not really sure what to think of that. So my understanding is Ursula's sort of always been seen as a, a drag queen style character. Um, and so I don't understand why they're not using a drag queen. Um, I mean, Bethany Griffiths has sort of said to me in the past, why not uh, Divine? Um, uh, my partner Kirsten has suggested Ginger Minge. I think she'd look amazing. I'm just having a quick super Google here. Um, yeah, someone uh, posted a photo of Ginger Minge um, dressed up as Ursula or artist rendition of it anyway. And looks absolutely amazing. So, I mean, I don't know why we're not heading down that sort of path. It it just doesn't make any sense to me. But, you know, such is, such is. But, you know, who knows? Uh, We're living in an age where the internet yells loud enough and we get what we want. For good or for bad. So, you know, whatever. It is what it is. And meanwhile... There is a bit of rumour mill news that I'd like to bring up. The cast of the British comedy series Black Adder, originally ending in 1989, have reportedly come together to bring back the show in all its glory. The Sun reports that a source has told them they were all having a great laugh and they are all old friends. So they just said, yes, let's do it. It's been written now. Rowan has been saying he is extremely excited. So that's from the source from the Sun newspaper. Um, but um, The new series is reported to be set in modern day with Blackadder as a university lecturer. 
speaking in a recent newspaper interview, co-writer Richard Curtis said, the thing about Blackadder was it was a young man's show criticizing older people, saying how stupid those in authority were. So I did once think if we ever did it again, it sorry, if we ever did anything again, it w- should be Blackadder as a teacher in a university about how much we hate young people, which I think is fascinating personally. It flips on its head. It might have some of the original uh, fans going, rawr, 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 this isn't what I remember, but it's because it's a new format. So we'll see how that goes. I really like the idea of it. Um, I placing this in rumor mill because last year um, Tony Robinson said something about this and everyone got excited. And then Tim McInerney, I'm so sorry, I'm shocking at the, uh, his name there, um, but essentially turned around and said, nah, never going to happen. We're too old. It's too whatever. And now this has come up. So look, it's not the first time this has been suggested, but hopefully it's not the last we hear of it because I love Blackadder. Huge fan of Blackadder Goes Forth, which is their final uh, series, which revolves around the First World War, which I'm a huge fan of. Um, so really, I, I, I know it's been back and forth, but I really hope this actually happens. If you haven't seen it, go see it. Look it up wherever it is. I think it's on Netflix at the moment. So go check it out. That was the Nerdy News and Rumor Mill. It's now time for Trailer Park. Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. He has. Yes, it is Trailer Park time. And this this week, uh, there's not too many good trailers out there that I saw anyway. Um, or the people that uh, organised the script for me, let's be honest. Um, so, we have three trailers uh, for you. And I'm going to start with my least to most favourite. And that means I'm starting with Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw. I have nothing really good to say about this. It is a action movie, the Fast and Furious uh, style of racing and guns and muscles. And it's an action movie for action people. There's so many other words I want to say, but I'll tell you now. I couldn't give a Tony Hawk about this movie. I really couldn't. I, I, I watched it and I was like, okay, what is it? And I couldn't. So IMDb says, Lawman Luke Hobbs and outcast Deckard Shaw from a, form an unlikely alliance when a cyberly, genetically enhanced villain threatens the future of humanity. No, I couldn't care less. And so... The two stars of this movie are Vanessa Kirby as Hattie Shaw and Dwayne The Rock Johnson as Luke Hobbs. And I'm sure it has other people, but I'm sorry, the others aren't on this show. So today it is my show and I couldn't care less. So that movie comes out on the 1st of August, 2019. So if you want to go get your action flick goodness, that's a good time to do it. (laughs) Next up, we have Charlie's Angels, a reboot of the 2000 action comedy 
based on the 1970s television series. Blah! It is a reboot of a reboot of a... No, I suppose it's only a reboot of a reboot. Um, however, this one seems interesting to me because the blurb says, A new generation of private detectives working for the mysterious Charlie. So that, to me, suggests... And I'm crossing my fingers because... Okay, I'm not, a, I'm not the demographic. It's, again, not my film. But it is suggesting suggesting that this means that this is almost a carry-on. Instead of a complete reboot, it is a carry-on. And I love it. I love a good carry-on. I love well, love the carry-on series, but that's a different thing. I love a good uh, re-continuation. A continuation uh, accepting that, yep, this was a thing that happened. We're not deleting all that. We're just saying, hey, this is essentially the next one on, as it were. Probably not. I don't know if anyone that was involved in the original is involved in this. We have Kirsten Stewart as Sabrina Wilson, Naomi Scott as Eleanor Hogslin, Ella Belinska as Jane Kano, Sam Kathleen as Alexander Brock, Noah Silentio as Langston, Elizabeth Banks, Damien Houston, and Patrick Stewart as Bosley and Louise Gerardo Menzies as the Saint. I've mispronounced all of those names and I apologize. This is why we have Kendall and not me do this. So anyway, um, so yeah, so I really like the sound of this. Um, if we read the premise on Wiki, Charlie's Angels have always provided security and investigative skills to private clients. Now the Townsend Agency has expanded internationally with the smartest, fearless, highly trained women all over the globe. Multiple teams of angels guided by multiple Bosleys completing a the toughest missions across the globe. When a young systems engineer blows the whistle on a dangerous technology, these angels are called into action, putting their lives on the line to protect us all. And I love that. It is a new imagination of a existing premise. That is what we need more of in the world at the moment. I am actually potentially excited to actually see this, even if it's on Netflix later. But if you'd like to see it in the cinema, in the US of A, it comes out on the 15th of November, and in the UK, it comes out on the 29th of November of this year. No Australian release date as of yet. Never is, never will be. But now, on to the movie that got me the most excited, and that is The Current War. Current as in electrical current. Yes, this is a movie all about... The invention of electricity, or at least the invention of how we understand uh, electricity. The synopsis reads, The film presents the story of the War of the Currents between electricity titans Thomas Edison and partners George Westinghouse and Nikola Tesla, which determined whose electrical system would power the modern world. Oh, the trailer looks exciting and um, really sort of, yeah, it has this sort of back and forth sort of thing. I'm terrified, though. As a historian, there is a lot of back and forth uh, stuff about 
Thomas Edison and Nikola Tesla. Um, there's been a lot of modern modern day revisionism. This idea that Tesla was sort of written out of history and now people have discovered about him and now they want to make him out to be the ultimate hero and that Thomas Edison was just a cruel, evil uh, um, businessman. And it's a lot more black and white. Uh, it's a lot less black and white than that. It's a lot more areas of grey, shades of grey. Um, about 50 of them. And so we don't really get a true telling of, we don't really know what the real deal was. It's very opinionated. And so I, I kind of want to see what this will do to see whether or not it's going to, you know, just be this biased thing against Thomas or against Nicola. Or is it really going to show us that history's kind of in the middle on this one? Um, but that stars Benedict Cumberbatch as Thomas Edison, Michael Shannon as uh george westinghouse i keep i'm sorry i read it and i go to say george washington and so my brain shuts down when it's not um nicholas haust as nikola tesla um i kind of like that um just a nicholas and nicola um katherine watterson as margaret erkenstein um and tom holland as samuel inshul Again, all names that I've butchered horribly. I'm sorry to both modern actors and past history peoples. Um, but without a, a Kendall by my side, I am not good with names. So, with all that, if you want to see that, that will be out in the USA on the 4th of October and the UK the 26th of July. Ooh! Oh, that's really close. Why is it the UK get it so soon? I hope we get it soon. There's no Australian date as of yet. But that was the trailer park. Let's roll on out. And now we can hear it's coming. I don't actually know how I'm going to do this because I've got to do it to myself and I can't really do it to myself. Oh, Ow. Okay. Yep. No, I'm starting to see what they're complaining about. Ah, yep. Mm, right in the gotcha! air. Yep. Okay. Yep. Good work. Well played. Very funny. Yep. Mm, okay. Yes, it's uh, popcorn culture. This week's question was, what is something that happens in the movies that never happens in real life? Yes, this is a quite a difficult question for me, to be honest. Um, but I think it's almost any trope that exists just in the movie world. Um, I don't believe that the hero uh, arc, for example, that the uh, person who comes from nothing and rises to, ever really actually happens. People put a lot of hard work. No one ever just sort of becomes the destined hero in, in with no background, with no work, with no nothing to back them up. I mean, even if you look at people like you know, Alexander the Great, they had an army. They had an army to back them up. They had money and power and privilege and everything. That's just not someone that's risen from nothing and gotten somewhere within a week because someone threw them a sword, you know. And so, I mean, even, you know, your, your, your Bill Gates or your um, uh, Steve Jobs, they're not... They worked hard to get what they got. So 
for me, it's the the hero's journey. I I think just doesn't really happen in the real world. People work hard for their stuff. Work hard for the money. Um, so that's my answer. Uh, let's jump into yours. Let's jump into your answers. Um, we start with stop hacking Bethany, please. Yes, would you stop hacking her, please, on Instagram? Someone loves the main protagonist, damn it. I mean, they get their dream job. Woo. Someone loves the main protagonist. Ah, well, yes. Um, I mean, they get their dream job. I... Is that... So that's something you don't feel happens in the real world? That they don't get their dream job and nobody loves them? Are you being very dark there, Beth? I'm sorry, who hurts you? Oh, I suppose the Russian hackers hurt you. Yeah, that, that would just about do it. Um, Steve Garston. Hello, Steve. Stephen says, turn on the TV and find the most relevant news to your exact situation. Yes, that has never happened. It's like that idea of, you know, what if we... That would have been so much more relevant if I had turned on the news and they were talking about it right then. And yeah, no, that never happens. Never, ever, ever. You have to search through it and you Google it and you find, eventually get there. But no, it's never turning it on. And there you are. Um, so I definitely agree with you there, Stephen. Alex Game. Hello, Alex. Says, a good soundtrack to your life. Now, I had a soundtrack to my life. I used to walk around with my uh, one, one MP3 earbud in all the time. I'd have my MP3, never... Uh, iPod until a lot later, but um, I'd have an MP3 player in my pocket, and I had done up a soundtrack, and I knew my life well enough to know what was going to happen, and so there's never really a need to be like, oh, oh, I need this to have the boss music to start happening or something, and no, that's never going to happen, so I actually queued up quite a good, I can't remember now, what I used to have, that would be really fascinating to find that old MP3 player if I can find out what I used to have. But yeah, I actually queued up a soundtrack to my life, so it can be done. Not easy, but can be done. But then you look like an idiot, you're strolling or strutting around to whatever music's playing and no one else can hear you. I always wanted to get like a little speaker system strapped to my back or my shoulders for that to work, but never mind. You can't have it all. Uh, Daniel Lancefield says the entire MCU. Ha <laughs> ha. Oh, Kendall, if only you were here to fight it, but you're not. Uh, <laughs> the comfortable rounding out of things. Oh, sex in, oh, the comfortable rounding out of things. Oh, sex in movies is totally unrealistic. And so is childbirth. The less magical side of childbirth, like pooping, tearing and s. Tenopanes, that's how much I know. Um, no, those words are never represented. Yes, all those sort of things. Sex is, oh, this beautiful thing that just sort of happens and then you lie down and, oh, the cigarette and, oh, that was great. And the music starts playing and L-shaped blankets. You know, you, there's these L-shaped blankets they use where it covers up the woman but not the man. Um, it's never, never right, never proper. Um, the comfortable rounding out of things. Most certainly, there's never a true end in life. Well, I mean, there's a true end in life, but it's never neat. It's never tidy. It's never, yes, I, I've wrapped that up and that's a thing. Um, you have things that just drag on for ages and, and they never wrap up neatly in a nice little bow. 
Um, childbirth, yeah, definitely. Um, ep, 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 sit, tome, I'd love to know what that word is. Someone can tell me in the comments down below. Spell it out for me. Um, yes, thank you. That is, that is actually exactly so very true. So very true. We have Wayne. Yes, Wayne, stop in the name of love. He says, have never come across a damsel in distress. The women in my life can handle themselves just fine. Hear, hear. Uh, I've, I've always disliked the damsel in distress. But after saying that, and my butt is simply that, there are definitely people in distress in the real world. I personally, um, I personally see myself, I identify as a damsel in distress. I am very much in need of help. And I got my, uh, as my mother would call, shite in Naimingawa um, a while ago in the form of Christian. And she she has definitely helped me turn things around. Um, so And also other people in my life, friends and family, you know, have helped me, helped me deal with stuff. And, you know, I think anyone can, anyone can be a damsel. And everyone should try being a damsel in distress once in a while it's humbling it's definitely it's definitely not that i needed humbling but you know it's i i don't like this you know damsel and stuff women industry women need help ah piss off it, it's it's just such a tired trope that uh, to me it, it it should be yes you can have a story where women need help or a woman needs help but one, that's boring. Two, unless it's something... Because I know they talk about it lots in The Legend of Zelda. Oh, Zelda needs help all the time. But that's sort of been an established sort of thing for that series. And we're starting to see that turn around anyway. But I feel that... Uh, yes, there's still a place for it, but not in the tired, worn-out way that it's being done. Zhish it up a bit. Make it more realistic. Make it more, you know, okay, someone's been kidnapped, but show that they're not completely uh, pathetic or, or whatever. It's just such a bad writing trope, I think. These, or, 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 not trope. Trope's the wrong word. What's the word? Um, um, I'm blanking on the, on the word. It's a cliche. If I've told you once, I've told you a million times, don't use cliches. Um, but yes, definitely, Wayne. I, I think I think you were right. You, I've never, I can't say I've ever come across a damsel in distress that wasn't just a human in distress. Um, so yeah. Fulia Kantamachi says, One, a female removing her nerdy glasses and instantly becoming popular. This has never happened to me in all my years that I've been vision impaired. I sometimes wear contact lenses, but I've never ex experienced such popularity. Yes, that whole nerdy to, to newer, that whole, you know, oh, remove the glasses and flick the hair and oh my God, it's so pretty. Now. I actually think... There are certain people with glasses that their glasses suit them so well that it makes them prettier and nicer looking. And that's very shallow, I've just realised. I might need to bring that up with my therapist. So, number two is the amount of time it takes for the police or detectives to solve a crime in films is very unrealistic, especially when it involves murder. Yes, um, there is actually quite a famous thing. The I think it's the first 48 hours. 
if something's not solved within 48 hours, it becomes very likely to become a cold case. Um, as far as I know, there are no sort of holographic things that, you know, oh, enhance, enhance. You can't enhance a photo without making it look like a blurry mess. It just does not work like that. Um, hacking. Oh my goodness, whenever someone hacks, it's like, oh yes, I'm, I'm hacking away. It just doesn't work like that. Oh, yes. I love this one. Love that one. Number three, going off on an adventure and the adventure becomes so dangerous and life-threatening that by the end of it, the character seems to only just survive being killed. Yes. Um, to be honest, going on an adventure... Well, going on adventures don't really tend to happen. And if you do, you go off and travel the world and you end up just sort of you know, going on a package tour and it's not really all that threatening. Although some people it is, except quite often when it's only just survived being killed, in reality is we're killed. So, you know, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's the reality of that's a bit off as well. Number four, I'm curious to know whether anyone's life flashes before their eyes during the moment before they are about to die. Actually, I can refute this with science. So, the idea of the life flashing before your eyes is the idea that when you are about to die, you actually, your brain just goes through everything, all your life experience. Because if, you, if you're about to die through, you know, you've fallen off a cliff face. But you've fallen off a cliff face before because you're a rock climber. Your brain will just go to the stuff you did last time. Oh, this happened before. So you'll remember that instance. But if you're not a rock climber and you've just fallen off the edge of a cliff, your brain will go through everything in its past experience that could be even closely familiar, closely resembled. So it will duck back to that time you fell off the bed. It will duck back to that time... You know, you tripped over a log. It'll duck back to that time you you, you you fell off a balcony or something. It'll just duck back to all those times. And that is what makes you think that you are remembering the past. You are seeing your life flash before your eyes. Because you are literally, your brain is going through the entirety of your life to try to find a way to help you survive. That is one and i'm really glad we're ending uh the the uh, this question on something that actually does happen but that is one thing that is well documented to have actually happened look up on wikipedia it's called life review a life review is a phenomenon widely reported as occurring during near-death experiences in which a person rapidly sees much of the or the totality of their life history. It is often referred to people as having experienced this phenomenon as their life flashes before their eyes. The life review is discussed in... Oh, yeah, whatever. Uh, purpose. It, its purpose seems commonly implicit in accounts, though not... Return and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, basically the idea is that um, it's there to help your brain come up with an experience that will help you survive the uh, trauma that you're having right now. And I'm so glad that that is what we're ending this week's 
uh, popcorn culture question on. Uh, thank you so much to everyone that uh, answered. Um, thank you so very much to uh, everyone that shared the question from our page as well. Um, and next week question is, what is your favourite Mondegreen? Yes, a Mondegreen is a misheard lyric. So what is something that you've heard and, and, and you've heard someone heard and they've turned around and said, oh, you think it's that? That's hilarious. Um, I know uh, Adam Hills has this story that his grandmother thought for years that Deck the Halls with Bowls of Holly was Dick the Horse Eats Lots of Lollies. And I find that absolutely hilarious. So I want to know from you, what is your favourite Mondegreen? What is your favourite misheard lyric? when or, or lyric that just isn't right, but you think, oh, that should be it. Or, no, nah, that's hilarious. I, I love that. I love it when I hear someone sing the wrong long lyric. Let us know on our Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, wherever you find good Fred the Alien podcasts. Yes, now, what is happening with Fred? Well, I can tell you that the monthly happens, the uh, Incommon Gamers happen, the Collectible Chaos happens, um, Fred Watch happens, Beta Test happens, um, and all these things happen at various points. In which case, if you want to catch up and make sure you keep caught up, subscribe to our YouTube channel, subscribe to our uh, this podcast, so whether it's on SoundCloud, uh, iTunes, wherever you are, um, look us up on Facebook, Fred the Alien Productions, and most certainly look up our website at fredthealienproductions.com. And I'm going to repeat all of that shortly as I say, that was a podcast called Fred. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For future podcasts from Fred the Alien, follow us on our SoundCloud or on iTunes. For Fred the Alien merchandise, go to our website, www.fredthealienproductions.com and follow the links to our Redbubble, where you can get apparel, home decor, bags and stationery and other things with our own unique Fred the Alien designs by our talented teams. Unibums and competent gamers, collectible chaos and our live stage shows such as What I've Happened to Jimmy Baxter and more. I've been a Philip Hunting and I'm an incompetent, no wait, I've been a Philip Hunting and you've just experienced a podcast called Fred, episode 73. Yes, I hate being alone. I am not happy alone. I am alone. I am alone. Remember to eat beef. And scene. Shortest episode ever.